my name is Michael Bozzi. Welcome to my podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing. Very glad to have you here with me today. And I'm ready to kick off the third unit of this uh, 16-part series that I've been doing about uh, counterintuitive lessons that I've learned from my mentors and the mistakes that I've made in running my own business. As a brief recap, unit one was the new business mindset. It's about how principles of content strategy that I learn every day as a practitioner can be actually applied to the functional aspects of running a business. And then unit two, which I just finished up a few weeks ago, that was called uh, the new marketing and sales. I left a link for all these things uh, for you in the show notes. Uh, This was about how to take advantage of the fact that marketing has changed and how soft touch techniques are way more effective now. Uh, And this week, I'd like to start on unit three, which is called the new customer relationship. So that's sort of what to do to secure a customer and then, you know, most importantly, keep a customer. So let's start the new series right at the beginning of the relationship. Now, when things start to get serious between you and a customer, or sometimes a little bit beforehand, you might get asked to sign a non-disclosure agreement, also known as an NDA. Now, these are very standard, especially in the startup world, right? People have a new idea and they're trying to capitalize on that idea, right? So they don't want someone to come along and swipe the idea and run with it. Now, while that sounds logical, the NDA request is always a red flag to me. In my opinion, asking for one shows such a lack of confidence in your ability to execute. And I covered this in last week's episode, right? That execution is everything, but also sends... A mixed message as well, right? So think about this. It kind of says, if, if you ask me to sign an NDA, it says, okay, I value your opinion enough to ask for it, but I also don't trust you enough not to steal my idea. That's pretty crazy, right? To me, that's not a good way to start the relationship. And besides, obscurity is the enemy, not stolen ideas, right? New ideas are a dime a dozen, like I said in last week's episode. It's always the execution that counts. So getting all protective is not going to buy you enough time to execute. A brand new idea that you, you know, you build and keep in closed quarters, walled off from the sunlight, denied the oxygen of real honest input from customers and your, the, the folks you hope to serve, that's not going to grow, right? That's no way to treat the idea that you love. <laughs> it's always going to remain incomplete. You're going to miss something. Its growth will be stunted. So here's the thing. Certainly counterintuitive to what happens in the business world, but let me make a case against the NDA from both a relationship standpoint and a practical standpoint. All right, let's start with the relationship issue first. To me, NDAs are rooted in fear, and they're not a good way to start a business relationship. What you're really asking when you ask me to sign an NDA is, can I trust you? And of the 50 or 60 clients that I've served over the past, whatever, few years, the very few that went wrong were those who asked for an NDA. Now, it's not a direct correlation. You know, I've had others who have asked for that before. And I used to sign them often when I was just starting out and kind of didn't know any better. Now, here's the thing. When I meet you and you come to me with an idea, I believe in the principle that your idea is your idea and that I won't share it. It's your idea, right? 
I have a confidentiality clause in my contract that says, look, rest assured, I'm not going to share your idea. And look, I could say the same thing to you as well, right? If you come to me and I'm going to be helping you doing writing a website copy or blog, doing social, communicating on your behalf, doing SEO, all these things that I'm going to be doing to your site. And I'm going to be teaching you. I think of myself as more of an instructor or a trainer. I could say the same thing, right? I'm going to be sharing all these methods that I know with you. That's what you're paying me to do. And I, I, hey, I don't want you to be sharing my methods with anyone. I can't imagine doing that though. I mean, what would you even do with that? Would you, <laughs> would you go teach content strategy to people when your business is building an app or writing books or finding speaking engagements? I mean, come on, no. And, you know, in the reciprocal manner, what would I do with your confidential info, right? Am I suddenly going to go and execute on your app, the one that you're trying to build, or steal those speaking engagements from you? I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. So you can see that, you know, just by this request of an NDA, you're, you're getting the relationship off on the wrong foot, right? You've given a sign of mistrust. Now you're at a deficit, with your potential client or your customer. This is a problem. And I could stop there and just say, hey, look, that's, uh, you know, maybe you can overcome that. That's fine. But to me, let's look at the other side of it, not just the relationship side, but let's look at the practical side of it too. Like, what does this actually do for you? First, if you ask me to sign an NDA, it basically makes me sign a piece of paper that says you can sue me if I spill your idea. Guess what? You can sue me anyway. You don't need this contract to be able to bring a case against me. So all you've done now is you've brought in a lawyer who's billing you, by the way, and make both you and me have to take time to review it, maybe go back and forth, agree to terms and exchange signatures. Wouldn't you rather be working instead? I know I would, right? And here's the worst instance of this. I once had someone come uh, to me and say, all right, at our initial meeting, I need you to sign this NDA, Michael. Okay, great. We did that. And then I never heard from him again. Total waste of our time, both of us. But more for me because I had to read it and go through it. Probably, you know, it was boilerplate for him. A waste of my time. And I don't really appreciate that. Second thing, me signing your NDA isn't going to change my behavior at all. Let me explain this. In my business, which is largely consulting, just imagine that word gets out that I share trade secrets guess what? I don't have a business anymore, right? My clients share business secrets with me and trust my judgment and helping them create a story out of some of it. And they also trust me to hold back the parts that they don't want to be public. And I'm always serving at the client's direction. All I am ever is support behind the scenes, right? Anything that we put out there publicly, blog, newsletter, social, videos, podcast, whatever, always has to have your stamp of approval on it if you're my client. It's your voice that we're speaking with, not mine. It's your voice. It's your business, and only you can make the call as to what you're comfortable with. And I work with all types and styles of people. I have one CEO who had me write her you know, origin story for her company. And here's the crazy thing. She used it as is on her site. No changes, no, no edits, just, just amazing. 
Uh, and I have another client who wants to see and approve every last word I write, even when it's only the meta content that, you know, only the Google bots will see. A user won't even see it. Only the Google bots will see it on, on the page code. And look, that's fine, right? That's a perfectly legitimate way to work when it's your business. So tell me, how does having an NDA change our working relationship in either of these cases? It doesn't. I'm always going to go in with a genuine intent to help you like I would with anyone. And I want to protect my, myself too, right? I don't want to get the reputation of doing things that are out of line. Not only is it the right thing to do, uh, you know, to be above board, but also it's dumb to do anything otherwise. And here's the third thing. Now, I can't take credit for this. I have to credit my former colleague and longtime mentor, Chuck Johnson, for this one. And what Chuck says is when you ask for an NDA, it displays a self-awareness issue. And really, I have to credit Chuck because this is the real red flag, right? It says that you think that your idea is gold and that no one could have come up with it. No one's as smart as you, clever as you. No one could have thought of this, right? And that's, that's the red flag. There's a disconnect between reality, that it's the execution that matters, which is what I covered in last week's episode. But let's face it. To be successful, you know, a little humility and an execution path would serve you way better. And people bring new ideas to me every week. I mean, it's awesome. It's one of the most, it's one of my most favorite things about running a business of this type. And I try to help them in any way that I can. Even if we're not going to become, you know, trainer and trainee, or I'm not going to take them on as a client, even if we have that 30 minute orienting call, trying to find out if it's a good match or not. In that call, I want that person to walk away and say, thank you. You helped me. Uh, I'm going to apply what I learned today and I'll take it from here. And maybe that's the end of the relationship, but I want that to be a positive interaction. But the thing that's great for me about that is I get to hear all these new ideas, right? Very, very rarely does someone say, hey, can, can I get you to sign an NDA before we talk, right? It happens, but uh, it happens pretty rarely. But even with these great ideas, you know, ideas are cheap, even the really great ones. And it's all about the execution. So this, this what I call this protection instinct is not going to help you. It's actually going to slow you down, right? You won't learn fast enough if you're not airing these ideas out and testing them, getting them in front of your audience, seeing how they react to it, what's positive, what's negative. I mean, you got to learn all of that stuff. Now, instead of harboring this protection instinct, think if you take the exact opposite posture, right? So suppose instead you come to me completely confident in your ability to execute on this idea, right? No one can do what you do in this regard. You're going to execute. You're going to develop the idea, hire the right people, and move quickly. What does that say about you instead, right? And if you love this idea that you have, you'll do this not hide it in the darkness. You do that, hide it, bury it, protect it. Someone's going to beat you to it. And is the NDA going to protect you here? I mean, look, if, if this is your mentality, you just lost to the guy who can execute. All you have now is to just chase down the suckers who signed your NDA and try to, you know, lawyer some cash out of them. And is that why you're in business? That doesn't sound like any fun. So set aside the fear and do what you came to do, right? Build that product, design that service, hang your shingle, sell the crap out of it, make people happy, change their lives. 
That's why we're in business, right? That's the fun part. So do that instead. So, as you can imagine, I don't sign NDAs. I just feel like, hey, look, if you don't trust me, that's fine. But it's probably not going to be a good relationship. So it's a good filter, if you will. And now, look, when I was first starting out, I would acquiesce, right? I didn't know better. I really wanted the business, right? Uh, I wasn't going to say no to a client, especially when I was brand new. But now that I'm more established, I just say no. Right? I try to be really polite about it because, look, sometimes I know that it's really just one of two things when it comes down to it. One, it's seen as something you're supposed to do, right? This is lame, right? We run our own small businesses. We get to make the rules. There's no supposed to, right? And if you're spending time on useless activities like chasing NDAs out of every single contact that you talk to... That actually worries me about your ability to execute and for the future of your business. And the second thing is, you know, because there's some lawyer behind the curtain who insists on it. Why? For all the reasons I've laid out here, it's just not that enforceable. If you want to sue somebody, you can do that anytime you want. You don't need their agreement to it first. That's just ridiculous. So enough with over-formalizing everything and the lawyers and all that, right? Enough with the complex contracts, the useless pieces of paper. Let's get back to work. I know that's what I want to do. I'm sure you do too. So with that... I think I'll do that. (laughs) So I'll end there. Sorry, I got a little ranty about this, but this is an issue that kind of drives me crazy. And while I try to be nice about it, I really feel strongly about it. And look, this is not going to work for everyone. I get that. Sometimes there are financial issues or things that, uh, that really do need to be protected. And I don't mean to diminish that. But I think for the basic running of a startup or a small business, especially in those early stages, just stick to the execution. You know, stop thinking about this in terms of protecting your idea, because as any, you know, uh, writer or musician knows, for instance, you know, you put your work out there, it can be taken, stolen, whatever. You can't really protect it. So that's all I got to say about this. Uh, As always, I really appreciate your attention, even when I kind of go off on a rant rather than the more instructive pieces. Hey, really appreciate you. All right. So until next week, thank you very much.